a double dose of Israel for us today because Rabbi Yudin is also live in the Holy Land. This time each and every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pasha's B'Shalach. But before I get into Pasha's B'Shalach, let me just give you, I don't want to say warmest regards, even though I'm led to believe it's getting warmer back in the States, but uh, this is really warmest regards from Beit Shemesh. <laughs> like the name itself implies, the sun is shining in Beit Shemesh. Okay, now, let's try to get to work a little bit about the Pasha and a little bit about an update as to what's happening here. This week's parsha is such an exciting parsha. You have the culmination of Yitzias Mitzrayim, meaning that last week at the end of Parsha's bow, we actually left Mitzrayim by Yisu Mi Ramses Sukosa. We traveled from Ramses to Sukos. We're on our way out, and now seven days later, you have the miraculous deliverance at the Yamsuf, whereby God performed the amazing miracle of drowning the Egyptians at the same time that the Jewish people were in the Yam, in the sea, on dry land. After this, we have, in this week's parasha, the miracle of the mun, the manna, that sustained the Jewish people for the 40 years of their traveling in the desert. The many uh, miracles that took place, if you tried to leave it over from one day to the next, it rotted and spoiled. Yet, when on Friday they took a double portion, it did not spoil on Friday night. It remained fresh. And in fact, according to Rabbeinu Tam, the reason for our having a special third meal, Shalosh Su'udos, or commonly known as Shalashudis, on Shabbos afternoon is in honor of the Mun, and the same way that women are obligated in the first two meals of Shabbos, Friday night and Shabbos day, they too are obligated because rumor has it that they too were fed by the Mun on Shabbos as well. After this, you have at the end of the parasha another miracle, the miracle of the victory over Amalek. The Torah tells us when Moshe's hands are up, then the Gavar Yisrael, the Jewish people victorious, when his hands were down, Amalek was on top. Now, the Mishnah asks in Rosh Hashanah, the Chiyadav Shel Moshe, can Moshe's hands literally affect the victory? The Binali Itim says Moshe was looking and pointing up to the heavens, and he was saying, take a look. Astrologically, it says that Amalek is to win this war. And when they looked up, that's when they won, because this proved to the Jewish people that Ein Mazali Yisrael, don't look to astrology to find out the destiny of the Jewish people. We are above that. God and God alone determines the destiny of the Jewish people. I'd like to focus on an interesting aspect of the Shira, of the Song of Deliverance, and to do so by citing the question and answer of the Sam Derech. The Sam Derech was Reb Simcha Zisel Brody, who was a Ram in the Yeshiva of Hebron, and he asks the following question. Every morning, 
including Mitzvah Hashem tomorrow morning for Shabbos. Before we recite the Shemona Esrei, we recite and we say, Shira Chadosha Shibhu Geulim, a new song did those who were redeemed sing al Svas Hayam, literally by the shores of the water. Now the question is, what does the term Chadosha, what does the term new song contribute? Had it just said, Shira, Shibhu, Geulim, those who were freed, sang a song, who of us would have missed the word Chadosha? Interesting question, because it's something that we've been reciting, and please God will recite for many more years to come. What's the Chadosha element? So he has a very interesting um, take on this, and he suggests the following, that certainly the Jewish people knew when they were in Egypt, as the plagues were going on, wow, God is now there, and there's a process called deliverance. And so the Jewish people uh, throughout the plagues affected the people of Mitzrayim, but the plagues did not affect the Jewish people. Number one through number ten. Good. And they knew as well that on the way out of Egypt, they experienced incredible miracles. How so? They traveled from Ramses to Sukkos, which was approximately 120 mil. A mil, you could even say, is a um, not necessarily a mile, a little bit less than a mile, but still, it should have taken a rather long time. It took less than the time for bread to become chametz, to rise, less than 18 minutes. There were so many miracles. Why did they not yet say Shira, when they left Egypt, what were they waiting for? And the answer is they were waiting for, wait a second, as the base explains in his comment on Oz Yashir, they were waiting for a clarification of not just the last year in Egypt that God was with them, but what was going on in all the years prior. They spent 210 years in Egypt, and the last 85 were most horrific. Who would name their baby Miriam from the word Mar? bitter, if not to mark that unfortunately great bitterness had descended upon the Jewish people. So what happened during that period of time as well? So listen carefully. In the Shira, we describe how the Egyptians died in no less than three ways. So the Luka'uferis, they went down as lead, or Ko'oven, as stone, or kakash, as straw. All three are mentioned in the Shira. And Rashi explains, in the name of our rabbis, that pending upon the cruelty, or how perhaps even somewhat better class Egyptian, that is the way they drowned. Namely, those who were most cruel to the Jews went down as straw, because straw takes the longest for it to drown. It has to become waterlogged up and down until it finally sinks. And even a stone goes down relatively quickly, but not as quick as Ophiris, which is lead. So commensurate with their behavior, the Egyptians, that's the way the Jews, the, the, the Jews saw the Egyptians drown. So 
a whole new perspective is emerging. Now, what does that mean? We all know that at the Yamsuf, at the great moment of this miracle, so the Torah says, Vayar Yisrael es Mitzrayim meis asfas hayom. The Jewish people saw the Egyptians drown. So I would have thought until I saw this some derech that the Jewish people were watching the Egyptians drown. Do they recognize the Egyptians? It's not necessary to recognize the Egyptians. They just see Egyptian people drowning. No, says the Medrash. No, says the Samderech. What's happening is as follows. Each one looking to their right, looking to their left, actually saw, oh, I know that Egyptian. He's the one that treated me most cruelly. And look how he is drowning. He is drowning Kakash. He looked in the head of him. He saw, I know that Egyptian. He's the one that was somewhat better. He went down like the stone. And the one to the left, who was the best of the lot, he went down like lead. Ah, So what does it mean? It showed the Jewish people that God was cognizant and aware of every step of the way in Egypt, not just there the last year, as if to say now he woke up to take us out, but no, he was there at every moment during the servitude. Ah, so therefore, as the Beis HaLevi, we can now bring in, takes over, citing the famous Medrash, that Moshe says, do you know why I'm beginning the Shira with the word us? Then, so says the Medrash, because Moshe said, I sinned with the word as. How so? At the very end of Parshas Shmos, Moshe says to God, Umayaz, Basi El Paro, from the time that I have come to Paro, things have only gotten worse. So Moshe questioned God, how could you do this? It's not fair. It's not good. So Moshe sinned with the word us. Now he realizes, listen carefully, that it's only because we underwent this servitude that now we were freed, and now we're at the sea, and now God splits the sea, and the entire world is able to see, because according to our rabbis, not just the waters of the Red Sea, the Yamsuf split, but every mother giving a baby a bath throughout the world stood there with their mouths open at that moment, because the waters, wherever they were, any and all gatherings of waters split, including that little bathtub that she was giving her child a bath in. There was such an incredible demonstration of kvod, malchus shamayim, of literally honor to God, that the whole world recognized that there is a God of Israel. So Moshe is saying, wow, we are saying shira, thank you Hashem for allowing us to be the vehicle of this great Kiddush Hashem. And says the Samderech, Thank you, Hashem, now for giving us 2020 hindsight, giving us the idea that now we realize that He was with us at every step along the way in Mitzrayim. Literally, Imo Onochi Betzora, the concept that God is with us even in our most challenging and difficult times. This is such an important personal message for each and every one of us. Who doesn't go through personal challenges in their life? Some people, unfortunately, are out of 
a job. Other people have health issues. Other people are looking for greater personal fulfillment and looking for a shidduch. I don't have to tell you, tzorche amenu merubin. The needs of our people are manifold. And a person who's going through whatever it is that their uh, issue that's challenging them is, so a person at that time might mistakenly say, I'm in this alone, and it's so hard to be in it alone. Comes this week's parsha of the Shira and tells us, Vayomru Lemor. This is not just a song which was sung at the Red Sea, but this is a song for all generations. This is a lesson for all generations that as the stone, the lead, the straw, teaches a lesson that God was with the Jewish people in Mitzrayim, that he noticed everything, and he was clearly aware of it all, because it all led up to salvation for our people, so to individually understand you are not going through your difficult time alone, but he is, capital W, with you at this time. I want to end on a positive note. Not that this message isn't positive, but even on a more practical one, finding myself here in Eretz Yisrael. There's no question about it, that coming home to Eretz Yisrael, you feel, you sense that you are living that which the prophets told us. And I have to tell you that Baruch Hashem, this past year, Shari Tzedek Hospital in Yerushalayim, delivered over 20,000 babies in this year, past year of 2013. Now listen carefully. Not only is this the largest number of any Israeli hospital in a single year, but it's almost unmatched in any other hospital in the world. Bli Ayin Hara Kain Yirbu. And it also has, as a satellite branch, it took over the Bikr Holem Hospital, which annually has another approximately 6,000 babies a year. Bali Ayin Hara, the Navi promised us that old Yeshvu Yerushalayim, that there will be young children playing in Jerusalem. And that is such a positive way for us to go into Shabbos. And just be aware that we shouldn't need it, but that Warren Buffett donated $10 million to the Rambam Hospital in Haifa, who's building the world's largest underground hospital. In Mitzvah we're not going to need it, but just to know that on the one hand, we have such incredible thanksgiving and emuna to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who has brought us to this time, who has brought us to this day, and Emir Hashem, Halavai, Vaita, the Jewish people are going to become stronger and better in its land. Shabbat Shalom to all. JM and the AM, Friday morning, my thanks to Rabbi Yudin, live from Israel with an incredible overview of Parsha's Bishalach for us on this Erev Shabbat Shira.